Welcome to the Man Up, Man Down podcast, presented by Volker Baluda and David Pawsey. We discuss the pressures and challenges faced by men approaching middle age that we're often too embarrassed to speak about with our friends. You can find us online at www.manupdown.com. Enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hello and welcome to another episode of Men Up, Men Down. Bit literal today because we talk about erectile dysfunction. We welcome Andy Barham to the podcast. He's 61 years old, married since 2007 with two children from his first marriage and a granddaughter. He's called Rotten. In 2012, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer and had it removed just before Christmas that same year. As it is often the case following a prostate operation, he was left with erectile dysfunction. And that's if I say the director of dysfunction, was the reason I reached out to him on, on LinkedIn because he's very, I say, vocal about it. He's very happy to talk about that and share his experience. So he tried all the usual medicinal options, right? If I say the little blue pills, etc. And it soon became apparent to him that his erectile dysfunction wasn't going to be a short-term issue. After almost two years of trying all sorts of remedies, he found that the only thing that was giving him some kind of erection was a self-administered injection directly into the base of the penis. And as I read this out, this, this gives me the, the, makes me cringe. He could not accept this as his only option for the future. So as a result of the erectile dysfunctional problem, he suffered an extended bout of depression. After lots of investigation online and arguments with his consultant, he was finally granted a penile implant in 2015. This completely changed his life and returned him to almost normal, in quotation marks, right? So what is normal these days? Anyway, since then he has written a book about his experience and has worked closely with Coloplast as a patient advocate and conference speaker. Andy, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on it. So Andy, if, if you want to tell the story from, from your end, I mean, especially if I say, you know, I don't know if you want to start with a needle, but you know, it's, it sounds cringeworthy, right? It, it certainly <laughs> is. And I, I think, I think, any any man listening to this would would hopefully appreciate the point that there's certain things you'll do in life that a, a week before, a month before, a year before, or whatever you would never have considered doing. And and the injections yeah. are, are, are an excellent example of that. That I I tried all the other medications, you know, the Viagra and the Cialis and all sorts of things, and and none of them worked. Um, the, the the worst it gave me was stiff joints. That was that was it. Uh, <laughs> so eventually, after sort of two and a bit years of trying everything, um, and it was a very slow process. And by then, I'm sort of getting into the depression and everything. Finally, the I tried the the uh, injections, and and they did, they they worked as in worked physically. They gave me an erection. It wasn't yeah. kind of what you'd be used to in in normal circumstances but it, it was something but the 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 process with it the mood is right and everything like that you say hold on a second darling yeah disappear into the toilet set up the syringe inject yourself do sort of like 10 minutes of star jumps and you know to try and get the the blood flowing literally and by the time you get back to the bedroom she's asleep or something you know yeah it, it just it, it's not something that's a practical remedy and so that's that was the thing I was very I was desperately searching for something that would give me the spontaneity that I would 
have had before the the prostate removal. And to be honest, the I'm sure the information's out there somewhere, but it was very difficult to find. And um, sort of trawling through the internet, you can, I'm sure, imagine the sort of sort of things <laughs> that that you come up with. And um, you know, your search history is not looking good. And and also the the images. You know, when when you look at, at you know, you sort of getting down to the nitty gritty of, of penile implants. Basically, they're not going to show you things that go well. So the sort of images that were were popping up all the time were, were where things go wrong, things go terribly wrong. Um, yeah. And they can, you know, I mean, there's no dispute in that, but that's like with anything. If you have your leg removed, if they only show yeah. you bad things, then I'm sure that'd be pretty horrific. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sounds horrendous because, I mean, coming back to the needle for a minute, I mean, it's it's literally called to interrupters, right? You, you, you want to get on, you, you get into the mood, right? And then you go like, you know, you know, you, you need a few minutes to to get it yeah. up. It's almost it's almost a mechanical process, if you like. It is. And, it is very. And, and, and I mean, they, um, you know, sort of. Uh, I I was prescribed a, a vacuum pump. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I've seen those. The things. Yes, you can use it, but it's so mechanical and so you know you're setting things up as opposed to things flowing. So, I mean, at least you've had a, a steady relationship. I think if, if you were a bloke, you know, if I say out hunting, you know, that, you know, you can't do that, right? I mean, you no, can't just no. set someone up at the bar and go like, want to go to yours or mine? You know, I, I got all the tools. You got a bag or Yeah, it would not work. I mean, I, 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 was, I was actually, because of the sort of stuff I do with color plasters, uh, I, yeah. you know, sort of chat with patients, whether it's on the phone or, or well, say with patients with potential patients for yeah. having a penile implant, or or via email, you know, there, there's been a couple that I've spoken to who haven't been in, you know, sort of like long term steady relationships, and exactly yeah. what you say, you know, they they face this. There's a whole nother level of of of, of, of issues that they've got that someone who's in a as a steady relationship, um, you know, luckily they've got that support and, and that understanding, hopefully, you know, that I was lucky enough to have. And, and without that, I can't imagine what, uh, you know, what it must be like. With with the implant, what I would say, and I, it sounds like I'm trying to sell it and I'm not, I, you know, it's, it, it works with some people, it doesn't work with others. But I mean, at the end of the day, with, with the implant, I would, um, not that I'm going to go and test it, I don't mean it like that, if I were in the position where I was, you know, sort of looking to date or whatever, I'm yeah. fairly confident that the the woman wouldn't notice it immediately. Um, okay. It's something that you can achieve, you can achieve an, an erection sort of like during foreplay without it being very obvious. You're not having to hold on a second. I'll go and do something. Yeah. I'll do this and I'll do that. It's all very smooth and 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 relatively quick in in reacting if you sort of mean so that works well you know let's talk about the implant for a second how, how do i have to mention that is it is it mechanical is it um you know you pump it up or do you you know is it like a little little hand uh what what, what do you call it not quite a handle. Ba basically <laughs> what you have is is sort of like two balloons which are implanted into your penis and a tube that goes to a a, a balloon or a reservoir actually sort of in in your in your abdomen that they just sort of pop away somewhere and then there's another tube that goes to effectively like a, a third testicle 
Um, right. I, I was actually surprised after the operation because somehow, I don't know whether someone had said it to me or I'd read something, but I always thought that they took one of your testicles away so that you were left with two, if you like, one of them being the, the inflation bulb, but they don't. Uh, so I was quite surprised the day after the op that I had three there. Um, so it's quite crowded down, <laughs> down there. It's uh, yeah, and and so you basically have what what's like a like a like a large marble, if you like. That's probably about the easiest way. So you know, and and it's about the size of a normal testicle, and you just basically squeeze that about eight or ten times, and that basically transfers the the liquid from the uh, reservoir into the tubes in your penis, and so you know, it's sort of like like a it's a hydraulic operation yeah. that that inflates those tubes and makes you have an erection, and you continue to have an, op- uh, an erection until you decide to deflate it. But do you do you still come, or do you serve an ejaculation, or not? Uh, you you would do under other circumstances because I had my prostate yeah. removed. I I don't, and I, I I knew when I had that removed, I never would do. But uh, you you still have. An, an orgasm, yeah. I yeah. mean, sort of not going into sort of massive detail, but it's actually, yeah. I would say, more intense than it used to be because because you're not quite as sensitive. It, I, and again, sort of, um, a, a lot of blokes obviously would 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 understand this in that um, if you, if you wear a condom, you're not as sensitive and you tend to last longer. Yeah. Once you've had the tissue removed some of the tissue removed in order to put the implant in that does take away a certain amount of the sensitivity and obviously because of the 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 nerve damage when i had the prostate removed that took away some sensitivity um so so you know the there are it's always a sort of like a silver lining sort of thing in that that i actually last a lot longer now than i used to and it is actually in certain ways better than it used to be yeah um so I mean, you you obviously talked about it led to depression, not being able to get an erection. Yeah. You know, what was the, the relationship like with your wife? I mean, did, did was that a lot of pressure that you were putting on yourself? Or, you know, and I'm not sort of trying to blame your wife or anything, but, you know, I think, you know, it is like very much a male pride thing. It's sort of something that, you know, like me and my partner have sort of talked about that, you know, basically, a woman sort of has a biological. You know, she gets to a certain point where she can no longer have children. Whereas, you know, say I'm thinking of like someone like Michael Douglas, but you know, a man can go into his seventies and and still be able to create children, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there is that sort of, you know, that biological kind of thing. So it is almost like for want of a better phrase, it is a bit of equipment that you do need all throughout your life. Um, it is. And, and and as you say, it's not just the the sex side, you know, there's different levels of requirement, I guess. And yeah, I, I, I'm happy to admit, I mean, you know, we had, it did put an awful lot of strain on the relationship. I was very lucky in that my wife was very understanding. She's, she's actually a consultant nurse. And I think that helped an awful right. She, you know, the, the physiology side of it, she understood and the emotional side of it, she was very understanding, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 it tested our relationship and I'm sure in weaker relationships, if you like it, it could prove fatal, you know, it could, it could end the relationship. 
I mean, at, at any point did she sort of feel, you know, ex- it sort of say, oh, you know, well, is it me? You know, I mean, that, yeah, that I mean, luckily, which I think could be a natural reaction, you know, it, it's... Yeah, I can, you know, I can it, imagine that, uh, you know, there would be situations where a woman would think that. It, and certainly, I mean, because because with my ED, it was set off by the, the prostate removal. There was a, a, a reason for it, if you like. But but from what you've just said, yes, I'm, uh, you know, and that that's that again. You know, I, I I can I can sympathise, but I can't empathise with anyone who it it comes about, and there are so many reasons why people may develop ED. I think I think it actually works out one in ten men will will have ED. Well, that, that's quite frightening, really, because you know, there's sort of three of us here chatting, and but you know, if you imagine how many people are listening, you know, if it, I don't know what your listenership is, but. One in million percent of that, you know, it's, uh, that's one of the people listening. No, uh, but 10% yeah. of the, the listenership potentially would suffer from it. And, and that's frightening. And that's for every reason under the sun you can think of, you know, diabetes or underactive thyroid or high cholesterol, psychological things, you know, sort of uh, anxiety, all sorts of things like that. I was about to say. I mean, I, I I don't I don't have luckily any problems, um, which is why we get expert speakers in on the topic. But uh, <laughs> you know, and and of course, if I did, I wouldn't admit it. Um, no, but, and most uh, most men wouldn't. Yeah, but 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 on a on a serious note, I mean, I I I had situations where you know I didn't perform as well as I would have because you know you 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 might feel under the weather, you might feel stressed, you know, anxious, as you say, right? Me- men- mental, you're worried about your wife coming home. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. I hope she doesn't listen. But you know, we, we all had it, and 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 you know, and, and full disclosure, I actually got to to a point at some point, and I, I bought these little blue pills, and uh, you know, I didn't really need them, but it, it felt like felt like good to have them just in case, right? And um, I I decided I'm I'm not going to take them. But funny enough, at, at some point, so my wife is a nurse as well. My, my wife came down. She said, "So when when did you use one of those little pills?" And I'm like, "I didn't." And I generally didn't think I, I took any, but they're just next to my stomach tablets. So I must have opened the pack and just took them out, <laughs> you know, m- maybe after a beer or two. But, you know, I couldn't even tell you if it had any effect on me or not. But I I, th- I think, and, and it's interesting what you say, in, in terms of these pills, I think it's a it's a first, first thing people do. And I, I started talking to some friends about it, but, you know, I'm not going to name them. And, and I said, so... So how, how you know how how's it going with with, with your partner and and so on and you know we we having people on with with erectile dysfunction and stuff and they say uh yeah I you know you know and I've, I've tried these pills and they're brilliant right it takes me back to my twenties and you know it's, it's it's fantastic and the more people I talk about it the more people actually admitting taking them so it almost becomes like no I don't know if you had a hangover pill or you know paracetamol it always comes like that. I think men just take it so they can perform better. Um, yeah, I, I, think, you I think there's an element of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and I think you know, I think to to your point, I mean, it's a long winded answer to say you know, one in ten men. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's probably in in reality, it's probably higher because you can get it over the counter. It's you know, it's like buying condoms. I suppose you just have them in case you need them, right? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sure a lot of men do take them sort of like uh, as almost uh, what would you call it, like a boost, if you like. Safety net, and 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 I think sort of again, it's an age thing. The older you get, the you know the 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 
less erections you would get maybe and 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 so to be able to get a better erection and to last longer then yeah i'm sure that the the medications work to you know for for a lot of people so yeah i mean there's there's that side of it and then there's obviously the 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 ones where it's it's a necessity as opposed to you know a nicety and that's a difference but yeah um, well as volker and the listeners know i do like to do a little bit of research and um there's well one study i found um it's a u.s study um from 2018 so a little bit out of date but um i mean basically they found that it's roughly 40 percent of men at the age of 40 are affected and then by the time you're 70 it's 70 percent of men so basically there's um ed increase from five percent at age 40 to 15 percent at age 70. considering how little it's talked about mm. it's a huge problem and and that's the 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 sad thing and and you know i mean i i guess you could sort of wind it back i don't know how many years 40 years maybe for would would women have, have spoken so openly about breast cancer, say, or, you know, sort of issues with their menopause, say, that that type of thing. You know, there there's subjects that, that need to be talked about and talked about openly in order for them to be openly talked about. You know? Yeah. So do you I mean as part of your role, do you sort of go to events and talk about it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I remember the 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 very I did a a sales conference for Colorplast, uh, which was the very first time I'd actually done a, a a public presentation. This was going back a few years, and and it was only because someone else who had had an implant had dropped out through health or whatever, and they sort of like obviously were going through sort of people who'd had implants and asked me to do it. Um, and it was over in France. I went over, and I, I can remember sort of standing up and starting the presentation. And obviously, as in any presentations, you've you know, practiced and practiced and practiced it. And then suddenly there was this moment where I, I wouldn't say I froze, but it, it just, in my mind, I thought, I'm, I'm stood up in front of, God knows, 250, 300 people. There was, you know, translation boxes at the back because there was loads of different nationalities in there. Mm. And I'm talking about, you know, the fact my dick don't work. And <laughs> was that was that the name of the uh, presentation? Work. And, and it, it just struck me that it was it was so strange. But I I think it was, I mean, as I mentioned before, you know, as you go through that process, you're you're worn down and worn down and worn down. Even stupid stuff like sort of the more times you go into hospital, you know, they make you wear those stupid gowns that are open at the back, and in the end. You know, so at first you're you're sort of making sure it's really tied tight, and you sort of walk round the wall to go to the toilet or whatever, so that no one's going to see your backside. In the end, you couldn't give a stuff. You know, you you, <laughs> you stroll down the ward, and it doesn't matter. And 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 it it does break it down, break you down as you go through it, and to the point where you know I where I am now, and and you know as you mentioned at the beginning about sort of that I I I wrote this book. Um, about my sort of journey, I hate that that phrase, but I can't think of a better one to put it. Of having the prostate removed and then the subsequent, you know, depression and then having the the implant, etc. Doesn't sound funny, but it, honestly, it is. And uh, it it it, uh, it it just means that that it opens it up, and you just feel that you can talk about it that much more. And I think you know that is like 
how men interact is you know well this conversation you know it is generally having a laugh yeah. and you know and i think that well you know and that that's the mo of this podcast is sort of having a silly chat about serious issues almost yeah I'll give you a very a very short very quick example as we, we mentioned about the uh the injections in the base of the penis well early on in the time when i was i was using it my wife and i went to um, a New Year's Eve party, and it was one of these where it was at a hotel, and then you got the hotel room all included. It was a great night. We drunk an awful lot, got back up to the hotel room after midnight, and I obviously disappeared into the bathroom and got the syringe out and everything. I was very, very, very drunk, and I I, I managed to inject my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> It did nothing for the sex, but honestly, I, if there was like a national championships for sort of like thumb in the lift, I'd have won it. it like one of those big like hands that you see at events. I think it'd go down for out. No, but <laughs> thumbs it, up, right? <laughs> that sort of thing that happens along the way, um, and you know, by sharing that type of thing, then it's easier to talk about yeah. in it and things like that, and it's it chips away at the. At the taboo, if you like. So, I mean, how much planning? Well, I guess now with with the implant, it doesn't take as much planning. But I mean, beforehand, you know how how did you go about that? And yeah, it was terrible. I mean, you know, going going back to what we were saying before, you you wouldn't be able, I don't think, to to have a it, it wouldn't work in a dating scene scenario or whatever mm. because. It, it would because of what you have to do when you get to the the right moment mm. you know disappearing and and either doing the injection or you popping the pill or whatever it isn't an instant reaction and obviously normally you would have a relatively instant reaction mm. and uh so in my circumstance obviously because i was in a we were married and long-term relationship or whatever um it, it wasn't so bad um, so yes, you know, jokingly, I was saying, you know, come back and she's asleep. Well, generally she wasn't, mm. uh, you, you could afford that sort of five or 10 minutes or whatever it was to, to get yourself prepared, but there's no doubt about it. And and that was the thing that sort of brought me down the most, I think is, is, is imagining that that was what life was going to be and, mm. and not ever having that spontaneity again. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, if, if you think about it, it, I think most people, yes, there are sort of, okay, you know, tonight's the night, darling, and off you go off to bed or whatever. But in most circumstances, it's just the thing, you know, all the, the stars align and, and, and it just it just naturally happens. Well, the, the, the naturally happens bit, if you take that out of the equation, then you're not actually left with much. <laughs> mm. And, and it, it just doesn't feel right to have to plan it. So, so yeah, so the implant meant suddenly that, um, you know, you were back to how you used to be pretty much that, 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 you know, whenever the circumstances arise, so do you. Man Up, Man Down is sponsored by Welldoing. As someone who has seen a counsellor for a number of years, I think their approach is great. They want you to find the mental health professional who is right for you. You can filter your search to highlight therapists with expertise where you need it, or you can pay to use their personalised matching service. The people who run Welldoing are experts in mental well-being, and they also have loads of posts and interviews to keep your mental health in good shape. 
take a look at welldoing.org. So how, I mean, how long was was sort of the, the process of... I mean, because I guess also there must have been like, oh my God, I've got cancer, and dealing with that, to then, I've survived, you know, and then suddenly it's like, oh right, I've survived, but yeah. a certain part of my life has died, and, you know, I'm trying to desperately resuscitate it. Yeah. Um, I mean, so how, how long was that sort of process? Well, it, you know, how... I mean, from the, the, the cancer diagnosis to having it removed was sort of like over September through to December. So that was all very quick. It And, and I, again, be honest, I, I can remember that they gave me loads of literature, very, very dry, very technical literature, piles and piles of it. And in amongst that, it obviously mentioned that there was the danger of, of, of erectile dysfunction. It's a known thing with, with that operation because they come very close to some important nerves. But but because you've got cancer, you ignore everything. You've got one thing in mind, which is get the cancer out. So it wasn't until if that my operation was in December, so it wasn't until sort of like the end of January where I went back for my, you know, sort of first follow-up appointment where it was sort of like, you know, any stirrings, no. And then go back a, a month or so later, any stirrings, no. And the literature generally tells you that, you know, it's you'll get erectile function almost invariably, but it may it should only last for a matter of two, three, four months, that type of thing. So you're not overly worried at the beginning, not till sort of you get to sort of April time <laughs> and you know you're 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 at the end of what's this sort of general expectation and there's still absolutely nothing then you're you you're sort of getting the the pills and whatnot all sorts of, I mean we've talked about the pills and the 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 injections but I mean there's all sorts of other things that they try on you which isn't good but when nothing works it's it's such a slow gradual process of you know, someone opens a door and then you're glancing through it with that hope and that expectation and then it slammed and you've got to wait another two or three months for the next appointment mm. to try something else. And and then, some, you know, that doesn't work, wait two or three months, something else. So the, the actual depression side of it creeps in very slowly because mm. your, your, your options are being switched off very slowly in front of you point where you you're, you're starting to imagine nothing's ever going to work so when the injections did that was that was a you know a pleasant pleasant experience from that point of view um and it did lift me but um once you started to realize it wasn't something that you you could realistically do for the rest of your life then you start to go back down again yeah. So had you suffered from any mental health issues before or was that a new thing for you? No, completely new. I mean, I, I you know, all of the, the normal stuff, you know, I'd, I'd been through a divorce, I'd had a house repossessed, um, I'd lost a parent, you know, all the, I'd been made redundant. All of those things in life that, that you know, can be a, 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 a danger point, if you like, mm. um, I'd gone through and I'm not saying, you know, it didn't bother me. But it, it yeah. caused any depression. In fact, what I would say is, is that you know, I, I possibly had I looked back at the beginning, I'd have said, oh yeah, I can remember I was, I was sort of, I was quite depressed then. That, and and that's using the word wrongly because 
when I was depressed, it, it, nothing compares to it. It's when I hear people say, you know, that they're feeling depressed, you know, I really feel for them because if it is real depression, if you like, that's terrible. Yeah. It's so different from, from you, you, I think you use the thing of feeling down, you know, there's feeling down and there's depression and it's a, yeah. a new ball game. So yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I was getting medications for that and eventually seeing a counselor and whatever, but it, they, they helped and they, they kind of gave you a bit of the strength to put the mask back on in place. Yeah, um, yeah, helps you tread to... water rather than getting into yeah, a, yeah. a swimming stroke. But, so but, but sort of actually having the the implant and what that gave me and brought me back to the what I saw as normality. That was the point at which you know sort of the darkness lifted, if you like, and mm. you know, sort of could get back onto a normal sort of life. What would have happened? Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of thinking. I mean, what what would have happened? You think if if there hadn't been an implant? So you know, you, you said you went out there, you had to do lots of research, and as I say, I didn't even know implants existed, right? I, I've heard of the pumps, and you know, you know, we, we we all went on the internet once and, and searched things up. But what what if the implants didn't exist, and, and that would be it? How, how would that make you feel? I mean, that would you know, I'm mean, just thinking it from a from a you know, if I say as a man, right, as, as a man, you, you, you're you supposed to perform, right, from, from if I say, puberty onwards, we always think, you know, we, yeah. you know, we, 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 we're the heroes, you know, when, when we go out with a girl, we, you know, and, or a boy, of course, yeah, but, I mean, how, how did it make you feel? It's, it's a good question. I, I, I find it really hard to imagine where I would be now. You know, I, the, the only, the only thing I can assume is that I would still be using, the the injections because as i say having gone through the gamut of everything else that was the only thing i found that worked i i've spoke to someone fairly recently who was explaining that they had used the the injections um well i won't give the names of the 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 products but but they had then gone on to use one that they they actually sourced from sweden which was far better um, because with the injections you do actually get quite a quite an ache for a couple of hours or so afterwards, and the 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 stuff that he found in Sweden um, gave the 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 right result if you like. You got a good erection, but you didn't get the pain afterwards. So I'm I'm sure as I'd gone on, I would have probably found better and better products. But what it wouldn't have done was solved the the spontaneity that I was that that to me and I think to most people um, is is the most important thing. So so yeah, I, I don't know. I I probably would wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys. I would be sat here in the sun in Cyprus enjoying that, and uh, I, I'd probably still be on you know depression meds, and I, I I can't I can't imagine a life where I where that was my only option to be honest um so I guess the ultimate thing is that's quite a scary thought mm. imagine carrying on with that as my only option that's being uh, very honest it's, it's, yeah it sounds yeah it's, it sounds very horrible as I say you know I, I I couldn't I don't even want to imagine it but it's it's, it's an interesting question because as, as I listen to you and reflecting on on, on the podcast a bit you know what all we go through as men just to perform yeah right and how 
big of a part sex is for us, right? As as men, and I'm not saying it's not for women. You know, I, I can't speak obviously for women, but and and obviously you know it's, it's personal preferences in terms of how often and not how often, and you know there's there's different research on that. I'm sure David has some stats on that, but you know it's I, I think on average it's one to two times a week, right? You know, I start saw that men don't get enough. <laughs> yeah, but 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 that's the thing, right? If if you think of 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 men and, and men talk, it is exactly that, David, right? We 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 can't get enough, right? We're animals. We we want to have sex all the time, right? And I think that's why it's so important for us men to to need to start talking about it more because I think a you're not the only one that that had prostate cancer. You're not the only person with erectile dysfunction. As you said, there, there there are different different reasons why why people have some problems, but it's we we do need to talk about it and and make sure, you know, it's a, it's like how do I best I don't know what I really want to say, but the more we talk about it, the more people you know will come forward and go like, yeah, actually, it's not a bad thing for me to walk into the pharmacy and buy a little blue pill, you know, like like when when I was twelve, thirteen, I don't don't quote me on that, um, but. You know, I walked into a pharmacy and thinking, oh, I'm cool, right? And and I went like, oh, could, could I have the extra large condoms, please, right? <laughs> you know, as you do in, you know, during puberty. And I don't know if it's still a thing to do, but, you know, you try to show off in front of your friends, you know. And and, and obviously the pharmacist just looked at me and went like, oh, what what twat, right? But <laughs> it's, I mean, the first time going into the pharmacy and asking for condoms, it's like, Ooh, eek. You know, it's like, you know, I'm asking for something, I'm, you know, and, and it's totally normal, right? It's totally normal. And we need to have the conversation with, 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 with our children about that as well, obviously. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I think it's the same with the little blue pills. And I know we're not talking blue pills, we're talking implants, but I think it's the same, you know, head to F-U-C-K, right? I can't swear on the podcast. It's like, you know, let's, you know, Let's get it out there. You know, it's not a problem to talk, go into pharmacy, to go to a, you know, pharmacist and say, listen, you know, I have that problem. I'm a man, right? I'm, I'm over 40, I'm over 45, you know, whatever. Um, you know, and and I think that awareness needs to be there and, and for, for men to talk about it and say, you know, why why didn't you perform last night? You know, you're just stressed. You're not stressed. Well, that's yeah. it. It's because because there's so many reasons for, for having ED. You know, we, we've said before. You know, all the the health conditions, the diabetes, and the you know the the, the high cholesterol, and all, all those things, the anxiety side of it, and just I mean, you know, you have a few drinks and you don't perform that well or whatever. Um, so, you know, that you you mentioned earlier on that you you went and got some just to have there as a just in case. You know, I I think that's that's a great thing, and and and. You know, I, I'm I'm sure that that probably happens in a lot of cases uh, that people have got their little stash of them should they need it, and and that's great. The 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 thing is that it's it's like a sieve that that you know that works for, let's say, eighty percent of 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 issues. Um, you've got twenty percent left, and those twenty percent, then ten percent of them maybe um, can be dealt with using other remedies, and it's short term, and and thankfully. ED generally is a short-term issue. Depends what you come to short-term, though, because you know, sort of, it generally isn't isn't a week or two. It's a month or two, or a few months, or whatever. And then you get the the ones that are left where it is much more long-term, and, and or you know, is never going to happen again, sort of in in a natural way. 
but but yeah, I mean, you you pointed at the start about you know the the manliness, if you like. I, I think that was the thing is that whilst I had a very supportive wife and she never laid that one on me, if you like, it was me that was putting the pressure on. It was it was me that was saying that I didn't feel like a man anymore, and it's it's that 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 can be the the spiral, if you like, because the 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 more you feel bad, the more difficult it is to to perform, and then the more difficult it is to perform, the worse you feel, the worse you feel, the hurt, and it's you're in a real downward spiral that way. And I'm sure a lot I mean, of guys get into that situation, definitely. I mean, I you know, I obviously made a glib comment there about well, you know, men don't get enough sex. <laughs> you know, that's what the stats say. And I mean, the thing is, though, you know, I'll admit that. I I guess you know my drive isn't <laughs> as um, as strong as it was yeah, when I was yeah. you know 10 20 years younger but you still you know it's still like well you know men need to be up for sex all the time you know and and it is sort of you know for whatever it's reason it's a society you know. thing that that yeah. a lot of that pressure on isn't it that you know if a, if a if a survey says that the average is once or twice a week let's say you're thinking okay well you know, I, I'm sort of average or I'm maybe slightly below average or whatever, but you, you straight away thinking, well, if that's the average, then people, you know, some people are doing it sort of three times a day or whatever to, to make that. Yeah. And, and yeah, you, you then doubt your, your own performance. And, and as I say, then that's when you're back into this spiral thing of you're, you're putting that pressure on you to perform, perform regularly. If it doesn't happen, then, then that's when you, you really are, you know, beating yourself up. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's a wrong phrase. Uh, so I have one more comment um, I wanted to make. I think because I know, and, and again, this is stats, that a lot, we have a lot of female listeners to the podcast as well. And I think if, if you are female and listening and, uh, you know, it's like have that conversation with your husband yes. or partner as well, right? Or, and of course, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're a man, you know, do you have a, a man partner, right? You're, you're homosexual or whatever, right? Have these conversations because, you know, there are solutions out there and, you know, it's not always, I mean, what what, what you say jokingly said, David, right? We, we always have to perform, right? We always, you know, we, we, we seem to have to always be ready whilst, you know, I, I, I think, and again, I'm just basing that on stats and not on personal experience, right? It's usually the woman that says, oh, you know, I have a headache, you know, um, I'm not in the mood or whatever. But we have this pressure that we constantly have, we constantly have to be on, right? And it's, you know, it's, 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 it's not, you know, we, we're very similar in, in that sense, I think, to, to women as well. So that's just kind of like a final thought from me. I mean, yeah, thanks very much, Andy. I mean, this is, you know, well, yeah, it's certainly not something I've discussed, um, at the, the, you know, at this length and this in depth. So, I mean, obviously, you've talked about the organisation that you um, you provide services for. So, do you want to just give us a well, you know, how how can people get in touch with you, or you know, if they if they are sort of concerned about erectile dysfunction and you know implants? Okay, well, I, I mean, I, I appreciate having this platform like any other platform, so you know, to to be able to get these points across and and ultimately if it's if only one person who's listening to this does something about it and 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 it leads to something that's going to improve their lives then you know it's it's great work 
what would I do? I, I, I do some work for, for Colorplast because they're the ones that made the implant that I've got. But there are other companies that <laughs> make them as well, for full disclosure. But um, yeah, they, they, there's, they've got a, a website called ED Solutions, and there's a fantastic amount of information on there that I wish I'd had many years ago when I was looking rather than trawling through Google and all the Google mm. searches. And, uh, and and part of that uh, website, the ED Solutions website, is that there's a, a, an ability to contact a, 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 an existing patient, which is me. So people would go on it. They just send me a very brief email um, that opens up the conversation. It's 100% private between that person yeah. and me. It isn't that Colorplast gets to see any of the, the information they don't get the email addresses or anything like that. It's straight to me. It's actually my own email address. Um, it's not even a color class, if you see what I mean. I get people email me, ask me various questions. Quite often do it over the phone as well. So I'll, I'll happily give out my phone number to people so that we can have, have a proper conversation, if you like. And it's just really people have got sort of like various concerns, a huge range of different concerns over where they are at the moment, where they want to be what the options are what it actually feels like to have an implant and, and how it how it works how it performs how it feels and you couldn't ask a doctor that because unless <laughs> unless the doctor had one they can't tell you actually <laughs> physically how it feels and and that has thankfully helped a lot of people and, it, and in fairness it helps me i get an awful lot from it from knowing that someone's gone away and 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 i'm very thankful that a lot of them sort of do keep in touch and sort of you know six months later i'll hear from someone saying yeah i've just had the implant you know i had it three months ago and then it's working fine and things are great and thanks very much i don't facetime you to yeah, show yeah. That it's, uh, <laughs> no no david we don't go there <laughs> <laughs> but we put we, no, put anyway. link, we put that link in the show notes uh, you. your book as well so i found that on on, on amazon so uh it's called stick that you're stick that up your ass is it that's the, that's the one yeah. well it's, it's only because you know through the process you get an awful lot of things stuck up there so that was a appropriate title awesome Brilliant. thank you thank you guys really appreciate it thanks for listening to this week's episode feel free to reach out to Volker or David via our website www.manupdown.com or podcast at manupdown.com with any feedback or to let us know what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. Hear you again soon.